Welcome to Life Transformation Radio. This show is all about life transformations and our journey from where we were to why we are doing what we are doing today. We will discuss the hiccups, the roller coasters, and the blood, sweat, and tears that has been poured out while discovering our purpose. It is all about our transformation. Here is your host, Sean Douglas. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Life Transformation Radio. I'm your host, Master Resilience Implementer, TEDx Speaker, Business Positioning Strategist, and Author, Sean Douglas. This show is currently heard in over 63 countries, such as the U.S., Sweden, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, Japan, Malaysia, and even the Russians are listening. So I want to thank you to those listening from around the world. Life Transformation Radio is all about our transformation. Here is where we tell the stories of why we're doing what we're doing. We highlight that transformational moment that has changed our lives and how we use this to help transform others and elevate their lives as well. Now, you can listen to us right here on our home network on blogtalkradio.com, Blog Talk Radio, and you can listen to us live Tuesday through Friday at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You can join our Facebook community, Life Transformation Radio Community, and please subscribe, rate, and review the show wherever you're comfortable listening to podcasts, but most notably on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, TuneIn, Player FM, Radio Public, Overcast, CastBox, and the Google Play app. Subscribe wherever you're listening. On the show, I have entrepreneurs, speakers, other business owners, coaches, and podcasters who are doing amazing things in the world and are impacting the world around them. And my guests, plural, today I have two guests on the show do exactly that. If you have any questions for anybody I bring on the show, this is a live show, so call in at 657-383-1109. Again, the number is 657-383-1109. So please help me welcome to the show the podcast hosts of Hustle and Flowchart, Joe and Matt. What's up, dude? Thanks for having us. Dude, I love having dual guests because the conversation gets so good that (laughs) you kind of start stepping on each other and you're like, wait, wait, what did you say? And then it gets so, so funny and so energetic and there's more energy going on in in, in this show. So I'm stoked to have you guys, man. Yeah, man. We're stoked to be here, and yeah, Matt and I, we, we always have a dual show, so you hear, our, like, we always, I don't know, it's an interesting dynamic, so it's always fun. Yep. And it's a skill, man. It's a skill, like, you can't have somebody too dominant, but then you can't have somebody too quiet. Like, it's a, it's a balance. It's a balance Definitely. having, right, like, the two hosts, and then you have, like, the guests, or if you guys do, like, two guests and two hosts, like, that would be super interesting. Oh, we've done it a few times recently, actually. <laughs> that was interesting. Yeah, no, those are always interesting. It's 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 interesting because with Joe and my personality, we're both really kind of into sort of different things. You know, we're both into business, entrepreneurship, marketing, all that kind of stuff, which is what our our show is about. But we both sort of take the topics in different directions. Joe tends to take the topic more like philosophical mindset. Um, 
you know, business fundamental type stuff where I tend to want to take the, the conversations much more tactical and granular and figure out how things work and dissect uh, systems and things like that. So it makes for really interesting shows because you get both of those points of views, uh, you know, talking to our guests. So you, you'll have some shows where it's like the guest is more of like a mindset-y type person. And Joe will do 90% of the, the interview questions and I'll kind of just jump in from time to time. And then we have some episodes where it's like really, really tactical episodes. And those ones are kind of more me and Joe just kind of jumps in from time to time. But I would say, you know, most of our shows is a, a pretty even mix of, of both things, which is, I think, what makes it pretty unique. Very cool, man. I like the behind the scenes kind of mindset, you know, into the dual host. Man, I love that, man. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. So let's get into it. So this episode is titled Evergreen Profits with and, and Joe, your last name is Fear. Fe- say your last name for me. Yeah, it's like fear, like no fear. That's what I, thought. I was fear. I was like, I don't want to say like fire. Yeah, I don't want to mess up people's <laughs> names. So I'd rather just have you do it. So Evergreen Profits with Joe Fear and Matt Wolf. Joe and Matt are the co-founders of Evergreen Profits and absolutely love showing people how simple it really is to get seen online in competitive industries. They get pumped up to share their system of driving targeted traffic that turns into leads and sales to business owners who want to scale but have failed in the past. They aren't an agency. They're actually pretty much like an anti-agency. They started together 12 years ago as bloggers together while working for Matt's parents' shutter company and haven't stopped learning, testing, or scaling. They all started their podcasting career in 2010, and it's been their passion ever since. Now they have a fast-growing small business podcast called the Hustle and Chart Podcast. It gives listeners an opportunity to learn uncommon ways to live and work that allow for a happier and more profitable life. Joe and Matt like to bring new perspectives to existing beliefs and give folks a new way to live and work. They also consider themselves super affiliates, earning over seven figures per year in affiliate revenue. Holy smokes. Mm-hmm. Significant business achievements that they've had generate $1 million for themselves, $100 million for themselves and their clients. One of the startups they helped build was actually sold the Kodak, and they've interviewed hundreds. Of successful marketers. And speaking of marketing, they've dialed in a traffic strategy that requires a tiny budget and allows you to be seen everywhere to the people you want for 250,000 reach per with marketing with, the, with their marketing channels and it's growing. But they also have a podcast that is the most respected and quickest growing in the business marketing space. It's called Hustle and Chart. Hustle and chart.com and check out evergreenprofits.com. Specifically, I need you to go to evergreenprofits.com forward slash transform. Okay, it's evergreenprofits.com forward slash transform. That is the link I want you guys to click on right now, save it, mark it, and divulge into their content. It is amazing. Right on. Man. And so, what's up? Thank you. No, that's amazing. <laughs> Sorry for our long intro there, but you covered a lot. No, there. man, I got I got to give you guys the 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 props, man. Um, you guys are doing amazing, amazing things. Uh, so my first question that I always ask all the guests, okay, and Matt, I'll hit you first. 
What mm-hmm. is your why for what you do? What is your deep why? It's an interesting question. I, I feel like my why has changed a lot over the years. <laughs> it's it's kind of this ever evolving why. My my current why is really just um, it's it's fairly simple. Like I want lifestyle and time freedom. I you know I've got a wife and two young kids at home, and I really just my why is I just want to be able to spend more time with them and less time working. You know I want to I want to spend time with the kids and I want to travel and I want to create new experiences and that that's really my current why. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, what's your why? Yeah, man. So it's, it's very, very similar. Uh, we don't have kids quite yet, but, uh, you know, building a business is just time consuming, can be really stressful. So our current, uh, my current thing is I want to get out more. I want to travel more. We're actually leaving for a trip on Saturday for a week, but uh, the current thing is let's, let's, uh, you know, for me, it's not to get bogged down with business and to experience life fuller but also give back a lot more uh we do a lot of nonprofit type stuff foster kids uh you know there's a lot of documentaries or there is a documentary we're working on my wife and i matt and i like to give back to the education type spaces so uh really providing a lot better education not only to our people but also to people uh, young millennials and kids kind of getting out of high school who want to experience entrepreneurship very cool, man. Very cool. So I don't believe that life is all sunshine and rainbows, and I definitely believe that we've all had our ups and downs and roller coasters and those moments that really questioned our purpose or really questioned exactly what we're meant to do. So, Joe, we'll go right back to you, man. What's a transformational moment that has put you on path to what you're doing now that's a good one and it goes back to what my personal why and matt and i's why are so similar but they have these subtle differences is uh it was last year we actually brought in a foster baby into our family we haven't had kids before but she was four days old we got picked her up at the NICU at the hospital so we had her pretty much since day one (laughs) and had her for 15 months so she actually went back to her bio mom and it was that aha moment where I'm like, okay, I can't just do business stuff all the time. I can't just think business, but you know, there's a bigger purpose to serve not only our family and, you know, this one kid, but there are so many other people out there that are in much worse situations. And, you know, I want it, it basically opened my eyes. I'm like, okay, I have a lot more to give than what I'm currently doing my day to day in the business. So it, it showed me barriers, you know, to like, okay, not overwork, think of leverage better. How can I leverage myself with automation, systems, teams, and then uh, feel like I have more to give, not just, uh, all right, I did my time at work. I'm good to go. Let's go chill out now. So it's, it's wow. Yeah. I, and I got four kids, man, and, and our baby is a year old. Hmm. I, I just... I, I can't imagine having a child like in your home and then having to give it back. You know what I mean? Or, or, or maybe it's just, okay, time's up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it was the hardest. Thing. So this year in all honesty has been the, the toughest I've ever had. My wife and I, I know Matt's heard me say it a lot, but it's like, it's, 
it's opened so many aha moments for me where I'm just like, wow, okay, I have a lot more in my personal life I need to work on uh, or that I can work on, luckily. And that's, um, that's what I'm focused on right now. And now that we don't have a kid in the house, I'm like, cool. I've had that experience. It's been really rough, you know, giving her back. But I learned so much. She's my greatest teacher that now, now I have this opportunity to shape my life in a way along with Matt here and my wife and everything we're doing. So when we do have our own kids, uh, you know, we're ready for it. And I'll have my brain kind of wired in the way that's ready to bring in another life. All right. Yeah. You know, I, I always believe that everything that we're going through is preparing us for where we're going to. And eventually we'll reach that place and we get tested sometimes, you know, like, yeah. like we give a little bit, give a little bit. We get, okay, now here is it all. You know, or here, here, here it is laid out for you. Like, this is why I put you through what I put you through. And universe has a weird way of doing that. You yeah, know? It so maybe it's kind of testing you. Maybe it, it, like, it is, man. Yeah. And it's, it's the more, you know, I've been just kind of just trying to let go of more. And obviously she was one of them. It wasn't our choice to let her go. We would have loved right. to keep her on forever. <laughs> but, uh, uh it's, it's definitely a test and you realize, all right, well, if you kind of take your hands off the wheel a little bit, you, more or less things work out just fine or even better. Right. Wow, man. That's yeah. nuts. Matt, what about you, man? What's a transformational moment that has changed your life and has influenced the decisions you make today? Man, well, first of all, Joe's a really tough person to follow with this specific question. Um <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> For me, I mean, there's a, there's a handful of sort of, you know, mindset shift catalysts that have happened for me over the years, but probably the one that I talk about the most was back in 2009 when I was, I was still working at my day job. It, it used to be our family shutter company. Like, like we mentioned earlier in the, the episode, my, my parents, they were entrepreneurs. They built a shutter company. They grew it to a, a $2 million a year company. And it was, you know, it was a, a good sized company. And then in 2008, when the economy took a turn, the, the finances started to, to get a little rough with the company. For some reason, when people stop buying houses, they stop buying window coverings for houses. Oh, so yeah. the company was hit pretty hard. And so my parents opted to sell the company and a new owner came in and um, basically fired my mom, fired like half the employees, kept me on because I was, I was kind of the one running the company at the time. And the new, the new owner that came in, him and I just butt heads. We kind of got into fighting, screaming matches on almost a daily basis. And there was one day in specific, uh, specifically that I'll never forget. I was sitting at my desk and I was eating a Subway sandwich and he came up to me and he just started screaming at me at the top of his lungs uh, for eating at my desk. Like that was his reason he was pissed off. I'm sure he was pissed off about some other thing that happened in his day, but I was his whipping boy at that moment. And I basically told him to F off and I didn't censor myself, but I told him to F off and I left. I just, I walked out of the company that I sort of helped create just all in one moment like that. And from that point on, I decided, you know what, I am never going to work for somebody else again. I'm going to figure out how to create my own income, create my own wealth, do it all on my own. I mean, I'd gone 10 years by that point working in the family business where I had fairly decent time freedom and some 
liberties that other employees may not have had. And uh, so when a new owner came in and just shifted my world around, I decided this, this, that's it. I'm, you know, I, I need to go the entrepreneurial path. I'm sort of unemployable at this point. And so that, that was a big, a big sort of shift in my mindset of I'm going to figure this out on my own. I'm not going to rely on other people anymore. Famous words from an entrepreneur. I'm unemployable. <laughs> <laughs> hey, once you for the life, it's hard to go back. You know, I don't know if it's a, I don't know if it's a problem with authority or we think we can do it better or we just are so comfortable in our skill set, you know, that, yeah. that we're just like, screw you, dude. Like, I don't need you. Like, I work because I need money, not because I need this particular job or this, you know, whatever. You know, a lot of friends that I know, like, that have maybe a job on the side or they're building a business on the side or, you know, whatever, they're like, oh, I, that, that job is funding my side business. Like, that's, that's my investment. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, and then it eventually takes over. And screw you, nine to five, I'm out. You know, yeah. How do you guys think it is? Well, I, it, oh yeah, go for it, man. Well, I was I was gonna say just to, to add to that story a little bit. So Joe and I actually started our business together in 2007. I didn't quit that job till 2009. So you know, you're spot mm-hmm. on with with the sort of thinking of like, I don't need you. You're just one of my paychecks. <laughs> like that that was kind of the thinking that was going through my head. Uh, you know, Joe and I were already running a business by that point and we were already making income on the side. That's, that sort of gave us the confidence because Joe quit his job around the same time. By the time I quit, he wasn't working at the company anymore, but um, we both quit our respective J jobs at the same time uh, because we had built all this stuff. Um, I mean, I, I can't really put my finger on it. I know for me, I grew up under entrepreneurial parents, so I grew mm-hmm. up. family that had time freedom that had sort of some financial freedom to a degree i mean we were not wealthy by any means we were middle class but you know they they had the time freedom they 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 we were able to take vacations once a year and you know have nice things and stuff and you know having that growing up i think it was just ingrained in me that i don't ever need to work for somebody else my parents didn't have to work for somebody else so why would i and so for me, it was just kind of, yep. I think, almost like programming while growing up. Yeah. Joe? You, you definitely had it, Matt, because I didn't, I was raised in also a middle-class family, but my dad kind of was a stay-at-home dad who had some odd job type things, but my mom was kind of the breadwinner. And it was very weird as a kid. I was always, and I'm not really money-driven, but for some reason as a kid, I remember like 10 years old, I'd tell my mom, I'm like, I'm going to make more money than you. I'm just like, like, good, do it. I'm like, okay. So uh, my big breaking point around the time, you know, it was, it was uh, right around the same time Matt was, you know, that was all happening. It's kind of funny. Like Matt and I quit our jobs, I think within what, Matt, like six months of each other, five months of each other. Yeah. I and, mean, it was pretty close. I don't know. Don't know the exact time frame, but pretty close. Same year. Yeah. And, and for me, I was in a corporate position in San Diego at the construction company. I just remember seeing these lifers, the people who have been there 20 plus years. Anytime you try to talk to them, they kind of look at you with these like demonic eyes, these zombie eyes. You're like, what are you doing talking to me about work? I'm like, sorry, I don't want to be that guy in the future. You know? Yeah. So, it was, it was that 
Yeah, and like Matt said, we always had these blogs on the side. We were making trickles of income coming in through affiliate offers and ad revenue. And that gave me the confidence, along with Matt, because he, he honestly introduced me to a lot of this entrepreneurial thinking that I didn't really have growing up. Him and his dad uh, were, were good mentors for me to get that, like, uh-huh, there's another possibility out there. And I'm getting these hints, you know, from ad revenue and affiliate cuts where, like, okay, so I guess we could do more of that and the money will follow. And sure enough, you know, it's kind of put trust in what we knew would work. And, mm-hmm. you know, stuck with the same thing forever. We experimented with everything. But, um, yeah, it was just one, one of those, like, screw it, let's do it. What's the worst thing that can happen? Go. <laughs> Started every single story. What's the worst that going to happen? Or hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> every story. I was like, all right, what happened? Hold my beer. And then, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I got an entrepreneurial mom. My sister's an entrepreneur. My uncle, my aunt. Like, I mean, I have a deep, uh, it's all, it's crazy. It's all my mom's side. My dad's wow. side all got jobs. For my grandfather, he was actually a legal drug dealer. He was what? a pharmaceutical rep. Oh, that man. dude made bank. Like, mm-hmm. bank, bank. That dude made bank, and uh, all he did was go and peddle drugs to hospitals and clinics, you know, wow. and he just, I mean, he was so good at it, too. I remember when I was growing up, he had the, the, the three-piece suit and the cowboy boot, because he's from Kentucky, and, uh, you know, he would just stroll up in there with his twang, you know, and they would just, just buy. <laughs> he's like, oh, hello, sir. you know, I'm like, what in the world? Like, what do you do? I mean, he'd be on calls all night long. It'd be 8 o'clock at night. You know, my mom pick us up because we're visiting our grandparents. My mom pick us up because she was working. My mom worked like two jobs when I was a young kid. And then she said, screw this, dude. I'm done. I can't do this no more. And built her own business. But, wow. you know, I remember, I remember my grandfather would, would still be on the phone all the way to like 8 o'clock. And I'm like, wow, dude's working. And now my wife is like, you're still on the phone? I'm like, it's only 730. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you're you, like what you're doing, Sean, is awesome, man. I mean, like we met back at New Media Summit, and yeah. and I, I've heard you, I've seen your name around, heard the show, and all that stuff, and I was just like, and I, but I didn't realize your active duty still, and yep. just doing a lot, and I don't know, and that just reminds me again, we all got more in the tank, you know, like we think we have this threshold. I'm not saying everybody should hustle until and not sleep, you know, but. But there's so much more we're all capable of. Well, here's here's one thing that that I think Joe and I run into, and I mean, Sean, you might be able to relate, is that we legitimately love what we do. So a lot of times what we're doing doesn't feel like work to us, and then we'll let that get away from us, right? Mm -hmm. So we'll... Well, we'll we, I, I love getting in and creating like little automations and driving traffic and writing content and interviewing people on podcasts and all of that stuff. I love it. Um, it's, it's kind of become the only thing I want to do. And so I do have days where I'll notice I'll, I'll be working and I'll look up at my clock and I'll be like, holy crap, it's 1 a.m. I really should go to bed. Right. <laughs> it's, it's in the same sense that if somebody like let, let's say you're really, really into uh, snowboarding or something, right? You you don't really think about how much time you spend doing it if it's something that you love. 
And so that's actually been a tough transition for me once we finally had kids was that transition of, yes, I love it. Yes, it's my work and my hobby are sort of blended together, but I do need to figure out how to limit myself and, and cut myself back and, and not work so hard. Um, and when I'm doing it, I don't feel like I'm working hard. I just feel like I'm, I'm having fun doing what I do. So that's, mm-hmm. that's sort of actually been a bit of a struggle is it, it's weird to say, but it's a struggle enjoying what I do so much. <laughs> nice. So I totally get it, man. I totally get it. You know, there's this whole saying that people debate, right? It says, if you do what you love, um, you know, it's not really work, right? So it's like if you find something you love to do, you'll never work a day in your life. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes, I agree with that. I know what it's saying. I understand and I internalize it. And yes, I see that. However, comma, there are things that three of us do that we absolutely hate that is just part of the business. We understand that. It's just part of what we do. Yep. You know? But yep. you have to take that good and bad, right? I mean, you I mean, you know, people. I only do what I love. I outsource the rest. I'm like, hey, that's cool. Do that. But then, if you're only doing the same thing over and over again, then you start to get burnout. Then it just mm-hmm. starts to feel the same old stuff, the emotions. I like like getting pissed off. Like, why isn't this working? Like, I just need one graphic. That's all I need. Or like, a guest will cancel or something will happen. I'm like, oh, what the freaking crap? And so I like the monkey wrenches that come in because it just hones skills a little bit more and say, I know what to do. Crisis mode happened last time. I can fix it. Yeah, no, that's actually a, that's something we're literally going through in our business right now. Our, our goal for Matt and I, as like the two of us in our business is to only work three days a week and are to, you know, think deeper, learn, meet with people, do more podcasts, stuff like this. But it's almost like uh, we, we actually did our podcast yesterday and a guy was describing it as exactly what you said, these things in your business that might be eating at you, but you feel like you have to do, or maybe it's something you just don't quite enjoy, but you're just doing it in your business. It's death by a million cuts. So for me, it's like, yeah. okay, swamped with emails, or uh, we do a lot of customer service and, and sales type stuff. That's more of my role. So it's, it's, honestly so many conversations where it takes me away of, you know, from some of these bigger value roles. So, you know, Matt and I literally today are building out and Matt's doing the automation side of stuff where we could systemize a little of that. Uh, so, it's, you know, like what you said, you can get yourself out of these things if you are probably in it for a bit. So, you know, what are the common things you can outsource or automate or maybe just kill, just not do anymore. And yeah, that's pretty much how we're going to get to that three day a week thing. Yeah. You know, there's no secret to success. There's just systems and strategies. There's systems and strategies that need to be put in place. Because when I first started my show, I'm not even joking. When I first started my show, I'm like, Joe, Matt, we'd love to have you guys as guests. Would like to do, uh, would you like to have, you know, come on, Joe, like, come on, come on. And they're like, Let's do it. I'm like, cool. I have this date and this date and this and this date and this date and just pick one of those days and I'll just put it in the calendar and then I'll, yeah, that we'll just pick that date, you know. And then like ten episodes in, I'm like, just a lot of work. And then one guy was like, hey man, date. So I'm like, oh, it's this day and this. he's like, okay, okay, 
do you have like a link or like what kind of link? I don't understand what kind of what are you talking about. So now after that moment, I was like, Calendly, you're my new friend. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Because I was manually scheduling everything, and it sucked. I was like, there's no, there's got to be a better way. And I'm like scheduling and like I'm googling things. I'm like, oh my god, this is dumb. Because I'm all about the system and strategy. Like, what is the way forward? And one of my guests was like, dude. Love Kelly. You got to use it. Check it out. I did set it up, and I'm like, oh my god, this is amazing! I'm gonna send you a link, and you do it all yourself. This is awesome. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, here's that all the time zone stuff for you, which was a pain in the butt because <laughs> oh. actually my old co-host of my old podcast lived in New Zealand, so he was like a oh. I don't know 400 hour difference, and uh, we had to figure out how to schedule guests. <laughs> so that was. You know, the, just the, figuring out the time zones for you is such a small thing, but you don't realize how much it yeah. helps you. Oh, man, it sucks. <laughs> so like a 12-hour difference. Is, is I think every business owner, even if you're just starting out or been in business for, you know, 12-plus years like Matt and I have been, I mean, you're always going to run into these same kind of things where you're just like, wait, there has to be a better way. But it usually isn't until you know you've done it for a while where you're finally hitting your head against the wall and then forcing yourself to find a new solution. Yep, hundred percent, man. So Joe, yeah. while I got you, man, uh, how are you currently elevating the lives around you? So we do. I mean, my, our our outlet. This is our combined probably answer is our podcast. It's probably similar mm-hmm. to you is we try our goal with our company. And I mean, this is both Matt and I's nature is just to educate and give the best stuff away for free. And the more we can do that, we know it's a ripple effect that will always come back to us. And it, I'll give an example is at the beginning of this year and maybe right at the end of last year, we were, we were kind of taking a hard look at all the stuff we were doing and we were doing too much. We weren't feeling totally authentic with the stuff we were I mean, the content was great, but we didn't want to put it beyond a big paywall and, you know, not have a lot of good free content out there so people can kind of learn about who we are and the cool stuff we can give them. So we, we literally just like, all right, screw it. We're going to, we're not going to sell any of our own products anymore. We had some affiliate income going on. So that was okay. That was paying the bills and growing. So we decided that's where, you know, the podcast really, um, I think that's when we doubled down on the podcast. We really started just giving away more stuff. And what do you know? It was, it only took maybe what a couple months, Matt, until that revenue that we actually turned off recurring revenue. We were selling a physical newsletter in the mail. We'd send it out monthly and we turned it off. You know, it was, I don't know how many tens of thousands of dollars per month. We just cut it off. Cause we were just like, you know what? we're doing too much and everything's paid and we're not getting enough uh, new eyeballs in here. So we just gave everything away for free and I kind of turned into new projects. Of course, new things get introduced to you like, you know, partner projects, ended up buying a business with a partner. We ramped up other stuff and now, you know, the money's, (laughs) the revenue is looking better, but we're actually giving away more than we ever have. So that's what I'm most proud about. Yeah. I mean, I, cool, man. I really don't have a whole lot to add on to that. I mean, really, it's the the way we're we're trying to provide value to the world is just I, we're giving tons and tons and tons of stuff away for free. You know, we've got a, a free Facebook group where people 
basically have personal access to us to ask us questions about their business. We've got our podcast where, you know, we try to get the best of the best in the marketing world to jump on and share their stuff for free with our audience. Uh, you know, we've got our, our email list where we actually send out daily advice and tips and stuff every single day to our list. So it's, it's really like, as we, we're like excited little kids who get new toys every time we like learn a new marketing tactic. We're like, oh man, this cool tool that generates contests and virally grows our email list. This thing is so cool. And we'll just go and make videos and just share them for free everywhere because we just, we just get excited about it. And we love learning this stuff so much that we just can't help but turn around and go, you guys have to see this. This is so cool. So, you know, that, that's really our philosophy on business is just kind of share stuff and, and reteach what we've learned without expecting anything in return and inevitably you always get stuff in return you know you always get those connections and those uh those business partners popping up and those opportunities to to get involved in other things um not saying that we do actually sell a couple courses again we we sort of got forced back into that um by just based on demand we had a lot a lot a lot of people come to us and say you know what if you guys sold a course on x y or z i would just buy the heck out of it and so we actually ended up following what our customers were asking for and making courses again, based on what they asked for, but still to this day, 95% of what we put out to the world is completely free. Oh, okay. Very cool. Very cool. So let's talk about your podcast as uh, where can we find it? And uh, yeah, I would say the what? best. So it's called hustle and flow charts. And uh, you can go to hustleandflowchart.com. That actually takes you right to iTunes. But if you want to check out all the goods, we do show notes and we give away a ton more content at evergreenprofits.com. You'll see all the episodes there. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. So why why did you guys get into the podcast game? I know I, I know we had this conversation over at uh, New Media Summit, and for those listening. Uh, if you have a question for Joe, Matt, or myself, the number is 657-383-1109. Again, 657-383-1109. We'd love to hear from you. My team is standing by to field the calls and to make sure it is a legit question. Trust me, some people have slipped through, but not anymore. <laughs> the joys of having a live show, gentlemen. <laughs> I love it. I Go love back it. and listen to Rhonda Smith's episode. Rhonda Smith was episode like 20 something. And um, we had an addiction episode. And you can imagine the call that I got. Uh, so uh, I have a team that <laughs> calls just to make sure. Okay. Yeah. So tell us why you got into the podcast. Because I know back in New Summit, uh, we had the, the big. Um, conversation about New Media Summit is those events where we bring in or he brings in podcast icons like Joe, Matt, myself, and Scott Carson, and a bunch of other people. About 30, almost 40 podcast icons are at this event talking about podcasts, living podcasts, breathing podcasts, and you get booked on shows. Media Summit.net. NewMediaSummit.net. The next one's in February in Florida. But yeah, talk about why you guys got into podcasting and, and how it's changed things for you guys. Matt, you want to start with this one? 
Sure. Yeah. So I started podcasting in 2010 was my first show. Uh, so that show made it about 10 episodes, I think. Um, and the, the reason I started that podcast was I, so, so I, I am an introvert. I am, I, I get a lot of social anxiety. I used to not be the greatest conversationalist. And to be quite honest, this was kind of early on with, you know, I quit my job in 2009, started the podcast in 2010. So it was fairly early on in my entrepreneurial career. And I needed a way to sort of make more connections and also get comfortable talking to people and networking. So I actually honestly started podcasting as a comfort zone breaker, I guess. You know, I, I started doing it because I just I, I just needed to get comfortable talking to people and asking questions and asking for help and and, and just dialoguing back and forth with people on, on things. Um, but that episode or that show lasted, I think, somewhere between 10 and 15 episodes. It was called the Business and Blogs Podcast. And um, there, there was something missing about it, you know, that I, I couldn't quite put my finger on it. You know, I, I, I think I can't really explain why that podcast faded, but around the time that that podcast ended, Joe and I came together and said, hey, we should actually do a podcast together. And we, we created a podcast called the Online Income Podcast, which also started in 2010, just kind of later in the year. Um, and that one was kind of more designed so that uh, Joe and I could have interesting conversations. When Joe and I get together, we just we always have really fascinating, fun, interesting conversations. And so that one wasn't even a really a guest interview show. That was just me and Joe hitting record and having conversations. Um, the, the problem with that one was we struggled to get listeners and we also really struggled to do any sort of monetization, which happened. Don't have so um, that podcast sort of faded out as well. And then there was, you know, wow. four different podcasts in between. And then uh, this one, the one that we're doing now, I think we started up in about 2015. I believe um, the end of 2015, somewhere around there. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, Joe could probably fill in any gaps that I'm missing. But my yeah. original catalyst for podcasting was that comfort zone thing. Um, over time, the, the motives for the podcasting definitely shifted. Very cool. And I'll, yeah. I'll let you go ahead and, and, and continue that because um, sure. when we started the, the Hustle and Flowchart podcast, our reasoning behind it was 100% a different reason. Yeah, so the Hustle and Flowchart podcast came from essentially us wanting to – I think Matt was still probably working a little bit. I mean, I don't know. You're, you bat and busted through your uh, – I guess the anxiety with people <laughs> really well um, on the first shows, but the other one flowchart was to essentially connect with amazing people and then do more of this give back stuff we we're talking about. So just expanding our network selfishly, we mm -hmm. want to work from the best, and we we have a pretty dang good network because we've been around for you know 12 years in the marketing space, so we've met a lot of great people. Uh, doing some interesting things and also some massive names, guys like David Allen from Getting Things Done. Had him on the show recently. And I mean, like, these are all people that we've read their books, you know, years ago, and now we're actually getting to talk to them and become friends with them. And the show is the complete catalyst of doing that. It's the, only, it's the easiest way to connect with these folks. And now, you know, we can call a lot of them friends. We do business together as partners. And, and it's just the great byproduct of that is that everyone can listen to these quote unquote kind of 
selfish conversations that allow us to go deep with these people because we mm. actually care about all the conversations. If they were surface level, uh, you wouldn't hear the questions we're asking, you know, because we wouldn't really know what to ask. So that's where, uh, yeah, I mean, really, our big catalyst and a lot of people are the feedback when they listen to our show, they're like, holy crap, like you guys are super authentic. So it's our way uh-huh. to just like around. But also, we're asking really good questions that people are like, holy crap, like, I'm learning so much, and I'm laughing a lot. Like, you? Yeah. <laughs> well, when we first started it, one of the things we used to say was that it was one of the most systematic ways to grow your network. It was basically an automated method of growing our network. Because, you know, we would go and record a show. We, when we first started the show, we would just kind of tapped all of our friends and current network. Um, and then as, as the show grew, every time we had a guest on the show, when an episode went live, we'd email them and say, hey, your show is live. Go check it out. We'd love it if you'd share it. Also, do you know somebody else that would be a great fit for the show or that would, you know, be you think we'd get a kick out of having on the show. And so just like that, we automated the process of growing our network because every single person we had on the show was usually connecting us with one or two more people who could potentially be on the show. So we created this sort of like viral pyramid scheme of growing our network. Heck yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what, man, having a podcast opens the doors. Like I've had Bruce Buffer from UFC nice. on the show. Yeah, I yeah. you know, my first here, you know, I I was, I was connecting with everybody. I'm like, who do I need on the show, and who do I know? Who's a podcaster, and who's your guest, and who's your guest? Like, I was like all over the place, and I just started writing down like my top twenty guests, like just off the top of my head. I'm like, oh, I want this guy, I want this guy, I want this guy, and then, you know, people started con- you know connecting with me, and they're like, you need this guy, and you. I'm like, I don't know who that is, but thanks for the list, you know. <laughs> but it gives you conversations with people that you never have otherwise. Like when I had Frank Pinkowitz, who was the co-founder of the Wish Foundation on my show, it was wow. a happenstance that I was at an event and somebody said, hey, I'd like you to meet somebody. Check out this guy. I'm like, I don't know who that is. And they're like, oh, it's this guy. I'm like, oh, I know the name. I didn't know the face. Mm-hmm. And so he's on the show and, you know, we had a great show and, you know, I had Tom Ziegler on the show right after that. It was just like, yep. Awesome. But then I've met people that are not well-known. They don't have a large network, but they're still like just as amazing, you know? Yeah. So it gives you a unique perspective. And what I like about my show, and you guys even do this on your show, it's almost like we're in a bar just having a conversation. It's totally authentic. And you're eavesdropping like a fly on the wall. You're just eavesdropping on the conversation. Yeah, man. That's how it should be. And that was it didn't start that way for us though. Like we, we felt like when we started our show, the hustle and flowchart show, we almost, uh, you know, we, we always had the intention to exactly what you're just talking about, but we felt like we always held ourselves back just slightly. Cause we're like, Oh, we need to be presenting in this certain way. But it wasn't until, I don't know, maybe like uh, 20 shows or so. We we're just like, screw it. You know, we're going to be who we are. We're going to cuss when we want to, uh, we're just going to be us. And that's when things just got way easier. And I feel like better conversations happened. Uh, a lot more people actually started emailing us because we said, Hey, reach out, let us know what you think about us, who, what you want to hear, who you want to hear. And we just started just kind of being more just real with everybody. And I think that also went into like how better emails, like Matt writes most of our emails and, 
kind of the language he uses now. It's more just natural speak, not this overthought about way of presenting yourself. Uh, yeah. Makes life easier. <laughs> I actually, yeah. I actually think I know the exact catalyst of when we sort of shifted the feel of the show, and it was well, episode forty-five. Joe, do you remember what episode forty-five was? I don't actually. That what was our it? second interview with Aaron Fletcher. Ah, uh, we were very drunk. <laughs> <laughs> so we decided, you know what? We want to go start doing some interviews in person with people and actually sit around in the room, see them face to face. Now, we don't do this with most of our shows, but we do them for a handful. And so we went, um, our buddy Aaron Fletcher, he's got um, online training courses and he's uh, you know, a, a really well-known marketing consultant. Um, so we went to go to his office to interview him. And when we got there, he's like, Hey, do you guys want to go grab lunch before we do the interview? We said, sure. So we went to a bar down the street from his office. I think we all had about three beers or so before, um, deciding to finish lunch and head back. And on the way back, we stopped by a liquor store and picked up another six pack of beers and went to his office and proceeded to drink more beers while recording the episode. (laughs) And that episode was one of our most well-received uh, most fun episodes. I mean, we had fun recording it, obviously, but it was also a lot of people were really, really entertained by it. And I think it was, that was the turning point where we just went, you know what? That was an episode where we just really didn't care what other people thought about us. We just did our thing, had fun. And that was our most well-received episode. And I'm in my brain. I feel like that was the, that was the, that was the first episode where we decided, screw it. Let's just, let's just, the way people get us when they meet us in person, let's be those people on our podcast as well. Mm. Yeah. That was That's it. True. And that was a video episode too. So we, <laughs> we've been really <laughs> yeah. video. It was just crazy. I mean, you just see us just like, you know, big tall boy beers. And these are San Diego. Oh, beers, so they're like, they're heavy. <laughs> heavy alcohol. Wow. But, but That's I mean, that, crazy. Still to this day, I think Aaron, uh, the guy we interviewed, he texted us actually last Friday. We met up with him, and he's like, "The drunken podcast needs to happen." So, <laughs> Somebody I don't know. Needs if, to do it. <laughs> I don't know if that'll actually happen, but you know, if we find right. Well, since, but, I mean, not since then, but I mean, in the past, like I don't know, six nine months or whatever, Joe and I have all but given up on drinking. We actually rarely drink anymore. We still do, but it's it's very rare these days. So yeah. I, I would think I think a podcast is a good cause, though a good reason to to do it sure. from time to time. <laughs> Perfect, I love it. Yeah. So talk about Evergreen Profits. What is it? Is it like? marketing agency, anti-agency, like talk about evergreen profits and how people can get involved with that. Yeah. So I'll, I'll leave this up and uh, Matt cut me off if you need to pop in here. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, the anti-agency, we kind of like start to, we're starting to say that more and more because uh, we're, we're trying to empower people to pretty much take control of their marketing and obviously their life, like it just kind of all trickles down. But we like to empower people with the information they need to get to where they want to go. So with our podcast, that's like a big piece of content creation for our bigger brand, which is called Evergreen Profits. And like I was saying, you know, we're, we're giving all this stuff away for free. So that's how people typically find us and then get brought into our ecosystem. And on Evergreen Profits as a company, 
we're essentially educators. That's our that's our big thing we're great at, and we've honed in on specifically traffic, branding, things around podcasts. So we do have, like Matt said, we have some courses for sale around that, around those type of topics that people can, can join to really dive deeper. We have a private community where we're in every single day. But uh, we're also affiliate marketers. So we promote a lot of typically softwares and tools in the marketing space that will essentially help you automate, you know, get some time back in your life and make more money. And at the core, that's what we do. So most of the stuff that we act, that brings in money to us uh, isn't really seen, obviously, for a brand. Like, it's kind of quietly happening around the fringes in this ecosystem we built. Yeah, Very cool. I mean, I, I, Joe, Joe said it pretty well there. I mean, um, it's, it's really uh, – affiliate marketing is actually our number one source of income. We, I, I like to say that because I want people who go and – get our courses or look at our courses to know we're not making more money off of our courses. We're making our money doing what we're teaching. So we, we make most of our money off affiliate marketing. And then anybody who wants to learn how we're doing that, we have our courses. And then we also, we actually also have another site called homebrew Academy, which is a, a business that we purchased with a partner uh, named Brad Costanza, which you may be familiar with because he was at one of the new media summits one year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, so we, we have that business as well, which is a business that uh, teaches people how to make their own beer at home. Oh, very cool. That's getting big. Like, that's getting to be big business. Dude, it's, it's crazy. So we bought that business uh, with Brad. Well, Brad originally bought it uh, without going too crazy down the rabbit hole. But essentially, we saw the opportunity to put the marketing in on that, on that business. It, it mm-hmm. needed a marketing fix up we're really good at traffic and you know uh, basically taking people down a path once they're on the site you know now we know what we know how to capture an email you know grow an email list all these other things that weren't really being done so that's that's how we interact with that company we're not the beer experts even though we we do like (laughs) (laughs) you guys are the first ones that i've ever met that have made that much money doing affiliate marketing Mm-hmm. revenue yeah. like the whole yeah. thing usually it's like a side part of it's a branch like you know it's a 50 60 maybe a hundred thousand dollar branch of my business and then i have speaking and then i have that like i've not made that much i don't think i've even cleared six figures in affiliate marketing right mm-hmm. it, 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 i mean most people probably aren't talking about it either but you're right i mean the thing with affiliate marketing it's an awesome bolt-on like what you, what you probably do for yourself or a lot of other folks. And it can allow you to bring in, you know, a solid stream of income that you don't have to do customer service for. You don't have to be the expert in that product. So we like to teach it as a way you could do it as your business, kind of like we do, but you can also do it as a way to just kind of add more value to your customer base and give them some, you know, recommend them something that's in line with what you're already doing. It's a great way to just add more income. Yeah, I, I would yeah. say for most people who, who we're working with and we're teaching and consulting with and things like that, we're usually recommending it as an add-on. We're not saying, look, you should just go be an affiliate marketer. There was, um, you know, for us, the way we do affiliate marketing is any product that we promote as an affiliate, we actually treat it as if it was our own product. 
So the products that we promote as affiliates, we actually build websites around the product. We build mailing lists around the product. We run Google ads and Facebook ads and create YouTube channels and YouTube videos. All the stuff that you would expect to do when you create your own online business, we actually do that stuff for affiliate products. You know, we, we've built up a team over the years and we have a lot of help to do it so we can do it at scale. But, you know, we sort of took the approach of if we're going to promote an affiliate product, let's just treat it like it was our own product. And this is what we would do if we were launching this today and had to get it in front of people. I like it. I'm going to have to check out your courses, man, because, you know, the only, so how I learned affiliate marketing was, and I'm sure that I hear some moans and groans or I'll, or I'll hear some hell yeahs. So here's how I learned affiliate marketing. Go to ClickBank <laughs> and find products that you like and yep. promote the crap out of them on your website and through your email list and on Facebook and social media and whatever else. Mm-hmm. Like that was it. Like that was that literally was that was it. Yeah. I'm gonna give you a hell yeah because you tried it. You know, and <laughs> that's, that's pretty much what you started out doing. I feel like a lot of people do that. And yep. that's Nothing wrong with that one bit. I mean, some people could be super effective doing that. I would always preface, you know, Matt and I always say, like, know the product you're promoting. Don't just willy-nilly do that, even though, you know, we've all probably done that (laughs) just to test things out. But if you can just refer just a couple things, even if it's just lightly promoted like you did, as long as you kind of know that's going to give great value to your customers or your prospects, then it's like a disservice if you don't do that and share it with them. Yeah. It, yeah, we were actually having this this debate not too long ago. I remember uh, Joe. Remember we were talking with Dan a couple months ago, um, and there was almost this debate because Dan made a comment about how when he first started he made blogs and he put AdSense on them, and then he graduated to affiliate marketing and made a little bit more money, and then he graduated mm-hmm. to selling his own products. And that is sort of the sequence that most people should go in is, you know, create content, sell advertising. That's sort of the lowest hanging fruit to get involved. Then you do affiliate marketing. That's kind of like the next best thing. Once you've built an audience from your content and then finally, once you've figured all that stuff out, now you go and create your own products. And I sort of debated that, yes, the first easiest step is content plus advertising, but I would say the next best step is to create your own courses. And then the final step is to add affiliate marketing on. I actually, we were sort of debating that the you know, the order of the, uh, the sequence should go in. And my argument was if you're promoting affiliate products, they should be products that you use that you feel like you can recommend to anybody. Like if my dad was going to start an online business next week, would I feel comfortable telling him that this is the product you need, right? So you should have this philosophy of this is stuff that I use that works for me that I've, I, I've used in my own business. You know, we promote business related tools. So, mm. so for me, the sequence was create your own products. Once you learn what works for creating your own products, then you promote the affiliate products that support the product that you created first. So that's my sort of order of events where I've actually heard other people mix that order of events up and say, no, you should go advertising, then affiliate marketing, then create your own products. I think you should go advertising, uh, create your own products, then get into affiliate marketing once you've figured all that stuff out. Yeah. Very cool. And, and Very cool. I think that's a lot of great information right there. Yeah. 
A really quick example, I see this pretty often because I, a little bit more like I'm chatting with a lot of these people starting out, is a lot of folks will have an ebook or some little low level product, which is great. But, you know, if you're selling like a, you know, a $30 ebook or a course, I mean, it's going to take a lot of work to make a lot of money or even decent money. So, you know, like what Matt said there, that would be a great way to start in business, even if it's like a side gig type thing. But, you know, the affiliate marketing can be really where the profits are for you after that, that initial sale. Very cool. So as we start to close it, we always talk about some resources. If they want to go, if they want to go further with you guys, if they want to, um, maybe, maybe you recommend a book. Um, you know, you have a favorite book, favorite, you know, whatever. There's always resources for every single thing. <laughs> So, Joe, what is one resource that either you guys have or that you would recommend someone that wants to either uh, get into what you guys are doing for affiliate marketing or just get into marketing in general or even podcasting? Yeah, so I would say a book that's had the biggest thing that, uh, that impacted myself, at least. I know Matt as well. It impacted him is Mike McCallowitz's new book called Clockwork. And he ironically bought one of the affiliate products from us. So we actually were able to start a communication with him. But he sent us that book prior to it being released. It's released now, so anybody can get it. But we read it. I had no clue what the hell it was going to be about. Read it. And I was like, holy moly, this is exactly what I need to hear or what we need to hear right now. It's essentially, all right, let's figure out how to do really good work, but get out of the slavery of like doing everything yourself. And, you know, at the end of the day, you're going to have an amazing vacation for like a month long and you're going to be, you know, you're going to know that your business is taken care of. You're still making money. Your life is going to be great. So this book kind of walks you through that whole process of getting your stuff organized uh, without feeling like you have to have a PhD in like systems and automation and all that. Um, highly recommend Clockwork for sure for anybody. Mm-hmm for someone starting out too it's probably better because you're starting on the right foot perfect yeah that's a great Matt. book man when it comes to like resources and stuff like that's probably something we can have like a whole two-hour podcast episode on because I've, <laughs> I've got like a library of them in my head um when it comes to books uh clockwork specifically it's, it's a great book like joe said all about systemization and pulling yourself out of the business. I kind of describe that book as like the more modern day e-myth with more actionable advice. Um, Another great book that I really loved that had a really big impact on me was a book called straight line leadership. Um, I cannot remember the, the author's name. And even if I did, I can't pronounce it. Um, But if you look up straight line leadership, that's a really, really great book. It's kind of like a mixture between like actionable tactics and mindset and leadership skills. And um, each chapter is kind of like a real quick, short hit that, you know, gives you a really great piece of advice. Um, That book has been really, really impactful for me. And it's one that I never really hear anybody talk about. So I try to make a point of uh, spreading the word around, around about that book. I love it. One book that I recommend everybody is Play Bigger. Hmm. Play Bigger. It's how pirates, dreamers, and innovators create and dominate markets by Christopher Lockhead. And it's all about category design and how you can create the, your own market that you 
play him, and then you end up dominating your your own market because you're the one who created the category. Like Uber created the on demand, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Netflix created the streaming, and they put people out of business. The disruptors and innovators that create their own market category, and then you basically the category that you created is the problem that you solve, and then by doing that, you've in the market to receive your unique problem because you market the problem and not the solution. So you created the problem, you marketed the problem, and then you solved the problem. <laughs> I like <laughs> <That's> it. Genius. <laughs> right? Like, hey, you guys, know. there's a problem here. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. I'll solve it. It's okay. I read yeah. the problem. You see what I'm saying? I like that. Yeah. I mean, th- there's another great book along those same lines that, I, that I've read recently called Star Principle by Richard. I, I don't know. His last name's Coach or Coke or Cook, yeah, Cook. Uh, Star Principle, okay. same guy who wrote the eighty twenty uh, principle book. Um, oh, yeah. Really, really great book along those same lines. But I'll need to get that that book as well because I love stuff like that. Yeah, dude, Christopher Lockhead is absolutely a phenomenal being, and his podcast is called Legends and Losers. That's his mm-hmm. podcast, and uh, dude, the people that he has on there are like. Silicon Valley, you know, seven, eight, nine-figure earners like Jack Ma, um, you know, uh, Simon Sinek, and like Steve Ulsher was even on the show. Uh, yep. And then Chris Blockhead was on his eight-figure show. So, um, yeah, he is the real deal, man. When it comes to, like, market categories and category design, he's a godfather of category design. And that book totally revolutionized everything I've ever done. I, like, scrapped my business and just started over based on that book. Wow. All right, I'll be picking that one up. I'm getting that book. <laughs> yeah, dude, a bigger. How pirates, dreamers, and innovators create and dominate markets. Love so, it. I'm it to my Amazon awesome. wish list right now. Dude, you'll <laughs> thank me, man. You'll thank me in like a month, and you're like, dude, I'm gonna start all over now. <laughs> I'm going on a trip for a week, so maybe I'll just tack that onto my yeah. list to do. Yeah. Perfect. So at this moment of the show, before we end, we always do a shameless plug. You can plug friends, quotes, websites, Facebook, whatever it is that you want to promote. This is the time. Matt, we'll start with you. Hit it. Shameless plug moment. So if you go to evergreenprofits.com slash transform, we actually did make a uh, custom landing page there. Um, that page, you can actually, if you opt in, you'll actually get access to a free copy of our latest book, which actually teaches a lot of our traffic strategies and how we do our affiliate marketing stuff. So, I mean, if there's one place I'd love people to go after listening to this, it's that, that URL, evergreenprofits.com slash transform. Love it. I love it. Yeah. Joe, and- I'm on the page right now, guys. Thank you so much for the, like my logos on there. Um, the listeners of Life Transformation Radio, I'm I'm, I'm going to subscribe, man. Get your free book. I'm typing it in right now. Sweet. Love it. Yeah. I'm not going to double dip on the uh, on the shameless plugs here, but you know, evergreenprofits.com slash transform. But go, go listen to the podcast. If you're a podcast person, Hustle and Flow Chart is the name. Just search it up. You'll find it. Perfect. Love so uh, I've already traffic strategy that we use as well as those of several known experts. Boom. Got it. So just got the ebook into my email. I'm on your list. I'm on the page. It looks beautiful. So evergreenprofits.com forward slash transform. Perfect. Love it. You guys appreciate that. So Joe, 
give us a nugget of knowledge from you that will motivate, transcend, and inspire someone to take action today. Oh, man. Loading <laughs> question. <laughs> give me a little news. We the hard questions on this show. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, man. I think – all right, so – the way you got, you just got to get out there and, and put your knowledge into a form publicly, figure out whatever that is for you, which kind of medium that best resonates. If you're a video person, go to YouTube, audio podcasts are great. And there's a million podcasts, million YouTube videos. doesn't matter. You're your own voice. Go put it out there. You have a unique voice and a unique specialty that no one else has. And that's not some woo woo stuff. That's reality. And if you stick with it and be real, like amazing things can come. You'll never know. You'll never believe who is going to be listening and watching you and who you're going to get connected to and just kind of let it naturally happen and just see what happens. I guarantee something amazing is going to come from that. Hmm. Matt, what do you got? Mother effing authenticity. Be authentic in everything you do. That's uh, that has been the probably the biggest game changer for our business. You know, we used to try to be who we thought others wanted us to be. We tried to, we thought we, you know, we were trying to be these people that were um, like trying to be these gurus. These, you know, you look at all these other big name marketers, big name business entrepreneurs, and you see how they interact with people and you see how they present to people and you want to be like them. You want to try to talk like them. You want to try to use mannerisms like them. And it becomes very, very inauthentic and people see through it. And it wasn't till the point that we started, you know, talking on our show and talking publicly on our, our Facebook videos and social media posts. It wasn't until we started just kind of like sharing our whole selves on that kind of thing that people really, really started to gravitate towards us. When we share our failures and when we share stuff that uh, really big struggles in our business and um, really tough moments in our life, and we're just really, really, really public about good, bad, and everything in between, that is when people start to resonate. That is when people start to go, these are people I need to follow because they have the same problems I have. They have the, the same issues I have. And it was as soon as we started getting real authentic, real sharing our struggles that people just started coming to us going, I relate to that. I relate to you guys. I love your show because how relatable you are. And also you get people who help solve the problems. If you're sharing the good, bad, and ugly, when the bad pops up, I get 20 messages in my Facebook messenger with people offering support and advice and help and money and whatever you name it, people are coming to, to support and help. And it's all because of that, that, that authenticity catalyst. Boom. Way to drop the bike and great way to end the show, man. Love it. Thank you gentlemen for being on the show on life transformation radio. And I really appreciate your time. Thank you, Sean. It's been fun, man. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, guys. Life Transformation Radio listeners, if anything resonated with you, please connect with Joe and Matt. Go to evergreenprofits.com forward slash transform and check out their top-rated podcast, Hustle and Flowchart Podcast. These guys are creating and, and impacting 
so many people in everything that they're doing. These are the guys that you need to connect with. If you don't know anything about marketing, if you don't know anything about affiliate marketing specifically, these are the guys you need to connect with. Connect with them on evergreenprofits.com forward slash transform. Go pick up the book. Subscribe to their podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, wherever you're comfortable listening to podcasts. Subscribe to Hustle Flowchart Podcast and also subscribe to Light Transformation Radio. Never miss an episode. Join us live, 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time, Tuesday, Friday. As I close the show, I always say, live your brand. Find opportunities every day to live out the core values that you hold deep in your heart. And I call this living your brand. So until next episode, live a great life.